Amen. We're starting a series on the armor. Amen. Title of the message is put on. We have to put on the armor of God. Let's pick up one more time. Look at this uh, 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 verse uh, uh, 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able. That word able means that you might have the capability to withstand in the evil day. How many of you know we're living in some evil days? Evil is all around us. All we got to do is turn the news on. Amen. You know, and, and, and I believe in being a balanced person. You know, I know some Christians that say they don't like to watch the news. I think you still need to know what's going on in your area. You need to know what's going on in your state. You need to know what's going on around the world. Amen. Let's not be so spiritual that we're no earthly good. Amen. You watch CNN. You watch MSN. I've said it before. CNN means corrupt negative news and uh, MSN is more sad news. And we got to get hooked to the good news. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen. Hallelujah. The more of his good news that we get in our spirit, we can what? Withstand the evil days that come. Amen. Because again, evil is all around us. Let's not be naive. It's, it's crazy stuff going all around. But at the end of the day, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, tells us to look unto God. And he says that he will be the what? Arthur and the finisher of our faith. We can't lose our focus. We can't lose our passion because of what's going on around us. Since the, there's, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Chaos has been going on forever. Go to sleep. Amen? How do you not get affected by that evil? You put on the whole, somebody say the whole, armor of God. You can't just put on certain pieces of it. Amen? You got to put on the whole armor of God. Then, then look at this real quick. It says, uh, 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 it says uh, uh, that we might be able, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of Satan. That word wiles means that he's cunning, he, he's crafty. That word wiles denotes, it talks about that he has schemes and because and, 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 really this is the word that I grew up in church using that they grew up using was that the enemy is out to bamboozle you. Remember that word bamboozle? He is out to hoodwink you. Come on somebody. He is trying to get you to deviate from truth. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be able to get to truth. We're going to be able to get to righteousness. But let's, let's get into this real quick. Because when you put on the, let's, let's put, put, the, put that uh, verse 14 up in the uh, NIV real quick. Look at this. Look at the NIV real quick. NIV. It says, stand therefore having girded your, your waist with truth. Somebody say truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. But it says that you have to gird your, your waist with truth, look at this. It says, "Stand firm." Uh, then, when the with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, you better buckle up in this season of your life. I hope none of y'all don't get in your physical car and don't buckle up. You got enough sense to know. Listen, I gotta buckle up. I know that his angels are encamped around me. A thousand will fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand. But I'm putting my seatbelt on. Come on, somebody. I might be crazy, but I ain't stupid. Can I get a... Amen? So it tells us, buckle... Put that up again, please. Look at that. It says, uh, uh, with the belt of truth buckled around, you, gotta, you better make sure that you got some truth buckled up in your spirit. 
you know, I can remember being in my early 20s, really wanting to live for Jesus. Anybody been there? You just, when you're early 20s, you really just wanted to live for Jesus. But I grew up in a church kind of like what we saw the throwback Sunday. You know, they run around shouting and doing cartwheels, but what no truth going forth. Our big thing back then when we were growing up, me and my wife in our early 20s, that if the Holy Spirit didn't move, we didn't have church. And then I joined another church, and I asked the man of God, I said, you know, the word today was great. He said, I said, but we didn't shout. He says, brother, we get moved by the word around here. In other words, he was saying, brother, you need to change your mindset. Now, don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with shouting. I might jump on one of these pews later today. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm so grateful for my roots and so on and so forth. But what happened was I had a lot of zeal, but I didn't have no truth. So when I hit a wall, I'm going back to my alcohol. I'm going back to weed. Why? Because I, my spirit was not buckled up with truth. Truth, the, the truth wasn't going forth. We was, we was humming and stuff. And God going to do it. And God. And then in our mind, we think God going to do it Monday. Nobody told us delay doesn't mean denied. Nobody told us that because God is... He might be silent, but he's not absent. Nobody told us about no Hebrews 13, 5, that he'll never leave us or, or forsake us. They told us if you mess up, God going to get you. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why I'm so glad that I had an encounter with the word of God. I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and I believe in the Holy Spirit, and I'll do a series on the Holy Spirit later this year. I'm, I'm a firm believer in Romans 8, 11, that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in our mortal body, amen, that his Holy Spirit is there to aid us and to assist us. I, I believe in all that. I believe in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I, I believe what took place in the book of Acts when 120, because they were unified, and the Spirit of God fell upon them, and they began to speak in other tongues. I believe in 1 Corinthians 14 too, that when you speak in t- when you speak in tongues that you don't speak to God but you speak you speak you don't speak to man but you speak mysteries unto God I believe in all of that but my assignment is to get some of this truth in you because we are in an evil day and the Bible tells us in John 15 19 we're in this world but we're not of it and the more that we put tr- we buckle up with truth the more we can not have an appetite for certain things that are going on around us. Amen? Because even the Bible says that the righteous will scarcely make it in. I don't know about y'all. I'm trying to make it in. <laughs> I need to get some of this truth in me. Come on, somebody. So let, let, let's get into this a little bit. Um, uh, 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 go, go to Galatians uh, 3 and, and, and 1 since we're talking about truth. And see, Part of the reason why I'm teaching on this is because if you're allowing your feelings to reign in your life, it's because you don't have enough truth in you. Because our feelings are the seat of our what? Emotions and our intellect. Sometimes we can even allow our intellect to get in the way. I can go into some stories right now. I've had people that tell me I'm too analytical. I can't think like faith. They like, I can't do that. I'm just trying to get my 33, 34 years in and retire. I ain't trying to do nothing. I'm not trying to be risky. I, that's a boring life. I got to take some risk. Well, maybe everybody's wired different. 
Amen. You got, like I would say, you got some people that are dry boat talkers, and then you got some that are wet water walkers. Amen. I like to surround myself with people that take risks. I always say, if you're going to fail, at least fail trying. At least you can go to your grace and I tried. I tried to write the book. I, I tried to start the business. Come on, man. <laughs> Galatians, Galatians 3 and 1. Look at this. Old foolish Galatian, who bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? So we're talking about truth, remember? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has clearly portrayed among you as crucified. He said, who bewitched you? Who, who, called, who, who, who made you deviate from truth? Look at one more Galatian scripture and we'll expound on it a little bit more. Go to uh, Galatians 5 and, and, and 7. Look at this. It says, oh fool, who, be, who bewitched you? Who, who caused you to deviate from truth? Then it says, uh, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? You cannot allow people to hinder you or what's going on to hinder you. Amen? From what? It says from obeying. We have to obey the truth. Amen? Look at this real quick. This is a good scripture to go to since we're talking about truth. Go to John uh, 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 8.31 real quick. But 8.32 is where I really want to get to. Look at this real quick. It says, uh, look at this real quick. Uh, John 8. And 30, it says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Which lets you know not all Christians are disciples. Did you hear what I just said? Because a disciple is a, somebody that's disciplined and that's a student of the word. Not all Christians are students of the word and discipline. Matter of fact, they said an average Christian, only 3% of Christians read the Bible. That's a travesty. I'm thinking, my God in heaven, people reading the comic book, can you read the Bible? You're reading the people, but can you read the Bible? You're reading uh, uh, the source, but can you read the, the Bible? Bible meaning basic instructions before leaving earth. You got to get that truth in you. Let's go back to the text. So it says, look at this again. Uh, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. I don't want to just be a Christian. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a student of the word. Another word, again, for the word disciple, not only does that mean that you're a student of the word, but it also means that you're disciplined. Amen? You ain't just getting hoodwinked and bamboozled when, when, when everybody else is falling for evil. You don't just go with the crowd. You too connected to God. You got too much truth on the inside of you to go with the crowd and what everybody else is doing. You feeling me? All this, the new normal stuff. The new normal, I'm going to be nice tonight. Put, put the text, put the text up. Go, go to 32. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. See, you could be going through hell but free. Anybody been through a season where you just like, my God in heaven, there's all kind of stuff going on. One thing after another, but you said, but I'm going to sleep. It's because you had enough truth in you to know this too shall pass. So I'm not going to dwell on it. 
because Isaiah 26 and 3 said he's going to keep me in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him so I'm just going gravitate, to gravitate to his peace because I know that the storm is passing over I'm not going to have a hissy fit I'm not going to walk around here with marshmallow emotions and allow the enemy to get the best of me no I am going to buckle myself up in this truth because truth supersedes the facts that are going on in my life somebody give God a praise in this place look at your neighbor say hold on to that truth which is the word of God look at verse 32 again look at verse it says and you shall know the truth See, when you know the truth, there's a boldness that you have. There's, as they would say today, you begin to have a certain swag spiritually. Come on, somebody, to where you got some pep in your step because you know, you know what? Trouble don't last always because Isaiah 54 and 17 tells me truth tells me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Truth tells me in Romans 8.31 that if God be for me, who can be against me? Somebody need to give God a praise. In this Look at your neighbor say, hold on to that truth. Hold on. Buckle up. <laughs> Amen. When you navigating through life, you better buckle up. You better have some truth buckled up on the inside of you. Amen. You know, because I grew up in church where when blessings go up, pray, or when praises go up, blessings come down. That's a lie. <laughs> we just emotional. When praises go up, no, when tithes go down. When offering go down, do I, y'all, y'all, I go to Bible. You know, I got scripture for everything. Genesis 8.22 says, seed time, harvest. And it's interesting, it's one word, seed time. See, people want seed and then harvest. No, it's seed time. See, that's the, one, one of the things about me is let's keep the text in the context. Let's be hermeneutically correct. I, I did go to Bible college for a little while. I didn't graduate. I got bored. Anybody went to school, you like, man, I got I can get on my knees and learn more than what they do some neology. Come on. <laughs> I don't need no theology. I got scripture for you on that too. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. You need no man not to teach you. I go Bible. That's over there back in 1 John, I believe, or 2 John, 3 John, one of them. <laughs> Y'all want me to find it? That's why I got my old school Bible up here, the one that's beat up, the one I've been reading. Let's, let's find it. Let's read Bible study, right? <laughs> yeah, let's find that. Oh, there it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I even got it highlighted. Look at this. <laughs> Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. It says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. The anointing. The anointing is the manifest presence of God. Then it goes on. It says, and you do not need that anyone teach you. 
but as the same anointed teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Look at that. Look at that. This, it says again, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. You do not need anyone to teach you. Now, we still need to come to church. Don't, don't go AWOL on me. Because the book of Hebrews says, forsake not. Come on, somebody. The assembling of ourselves together. And Romans 10, 14 says, how can you hear without a preacher? How can he preach unless he's been sent? So you still need to be here on Wednesday and Sunday. I'm talking about, but you don't need to call me on Tuesday. You understand what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit can aid you and assist you, and, and he'll begin to unveil his word to you on Thursday morning. That's all that scripture is saying. So we still need to connect. Come on, somebody. And Jeremiah 3 and 15, he said, I'm going to give you what? Shepherds after my own heart that will what? Feed you knowledge and what? Understanding. But let's get into this some more. Look at this. Speaking of truth, since we're talking about truth tonight, go to 2 Timothy 2 and 15. This is a real good scripture. Matter of fact, put this up in the King James Version. Look at this. Because you got to remember, we all battle with our emotions. Because we are all two people. Amen. But look at the study to show thyself approved unto God. So it's important that we study truth so that our emotions aren't all over the place. We have to put on that belt of truth, amen? So it says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly, somebody say rightly, dividing the word of truth. We, as disciples, I'm calling y'all disciples because y'all then came out on Wednesday. Love my 8 o'clock, love my 9.30, love my 11.30. All of y'all attend at least one of them three services. But the disciples come back on Wednesday. Y'all like, I got to get back on that Wednesday. You could have waited till I preach on El Shaddai this Sunday. But you're like, no, nah, I got to get that Wednesday word about that. I got to put it on. So I can stand in the evil day. I need to get some more truth downloaded in my spirit. And how do you do that? You got to study. Look at that study. Let's put it up one more time. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God. You're not doing it so you can show somebody else what you got and all that. You're doing it for you. Then You're doing it unto God. A workman needed not be ashamed. I'm going to stop right there for a minute. People have asked me, Pastor, how did you, what, what made you have an appetite for the word? And how did you just, you know, be quoting scripture, just be... I got tired of having battles with people at, in parking lots and didn't have no Bible in me. I got tired of being in my early 20s telling people the Holy Spirit is real. And that was it. End of the conversation. Because that's what I was accustomed to. We just ran the aisles. But then I said, you know what? I need to get some. I need to study. I'm tired of people coming at me and then they got questions and then I'm not even even gave them a, a valid spiritual answer because I'm not studying. And I will leave certain situations ashamed. Here it is, I'm supposed to be a disciple. Here I am, I'm supposed to be his representative in the earth. Here I am, supposed to be his ambassador. Here I am, supposed to be his heir. And all I got is air in me. With no truth. 
Peep this out. Look at this again. Look at this scripture. Then it says, uh, writing, dividing the word of truth. And see, you got to remember, John 6, 63 says the words that we speak are spirit and life. But listen, when you start knowing God's truth and you start downloading that to other people, the Bible says some plants, some water, but God gives the increase. You are having an effect on that person. You might not see the results right then and there, but if you keep giving them truth, they're going to eventually, they're going to keep coming back to you, start pulling on you. And then what God does, he does the John 14, 26, that when you're depleted, he starts bringing things back to your remembrance. And then before you know it, you walk away from that conversation scratching your head like, dang, I didn't even know I had all that in me. But that's where the Holy Spirit came in and started taking over. Come on, somebody. Anybody been between a rock and a hard place and the Holy Spirit took over and you was able to get out of the jam? Come on, somebody. Because I didn't have folks debate with me. And I'm just giving them the truth. I said, brother, it's up to you. What you going to do with it? I didn't told you where it's at. It's in Leviticus 2013. Oh, don't, don't put that up, bro. We're going to be nice tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. They put, oh, they put it up. Y'all ain't listening back there. I got to read it now. <laughs> if a man lies with the male as he lies with the woman... Both of them have committed what is an abomination. And then I had somebody come to me and say, well, I had a, a guy in the parking lot at work when I was uh, working at Charter Hospital over on Olive and 61st Avenue. He got in my face and said, well, show me in the New Testament. That's old. I said, well, go to Romans 1.24. Look what this says. Speaking the truth, look at this. Look at this real quick. Let me help somebody. I wasn't even going to quote this, but look at this. It says, therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness and the lust of their hearts because they did to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Look at the next verse, though. Look at this. Verse 25. Look at this. It says, uh, they exchanged the truth. Is that what we're talking about tonight? They have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They'd rather believe a lie because they don't, a lot of times people don't want to be responsible. Because when you know the truth of a matter, now you're going to be held accountable. So it says they exchange the truth of God for a lie and they worship and they serve the creature rather than the creator who blessed forever. Amen. Next verse. Then it says, for this reason, God gave them over the vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural useful was against nature. Next verse. Then it says, likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of a woman. Burning their own lust one for another. Men with men committing what is what? Shameful. Receiving themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Next verse, and I'm going to be done with this topic. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do the things which are not fitting. In other words, he's telling us that lifestyle is not fitting. Please put that up in the King James Version. Please put that up in the, look at this, look at this. Then, then it goes on, it says, and even as they did not like to retain God in his, their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. It is not convenient for a man to be with a man because you can't produce, you can't multiply. It's not convenient for a woman to be with a woman because you can't produce, you can't multiply. Do, do, but, they, but people will exchange the truth of God for a lie. 
And see, on my watch, one thing about you, you will not be ignorant. I know what I said. <laughs> That's the abonics terms for you will not be ignorant. Put up Hosea 4, 6. Put up Hosea 4 and 6. Look at this. Says. Hosea 4 and 6. Hosea, my people. Talking about the people of God. My people. This ain't talking about the evil people. He's talking about his people. He says, my people are destroyed. For lack of knowledge, I was in church and perishing. The enemy don't have a problem with you going to church. He has a problem with you becoming the church. There's a difference. Well, he, uh, glory. Get in the car. He don't care if you go to church. He gets frustrated and upset stomach when you become the church. But look at that. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. See, some people, ooh, that goes back to our other text because it said they didn't retain him in his knowledge. They knew better but chose not to do better. They rejected, not also, I reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. Also, I'm going to forget your children. Shaka Zulu. Look at your name and say, do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Just... Jesus of Nazareth. Just do it for the babies. Just, just, just act half right. Half integrity. Come on, some. Jesus, at least give an effort. Now, listen, this is an Old Testament scripture, but the Bible says all scripture was inspired by God, the book of Timothy. Now, I believe God has mercy, but my point is this, how much more if we get our life in alignment where our kids eventually have that same passion? Amen. My son, 24 years old. I'm 44. He's 24. He's upstairs preaching to y'all teenagers right now. My 21-year-old daughter, Stella, is teaching to the junior high right now, the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And then Mariah's sitting up here with her mom and dad. And Ira, the baby, the 17-year-old is upstairs, amen, with his brother helping him. And the 18-year-old is at the University of Arizona. God knows what he's doing right now. I need everybody to pray. Let's go into prayer. <laughs> Matter of fact, while I was studying my message uh, this afternoon, you know, I was on Instagram and I saw his post. I said, Kelly! She said, honey, it's, what is it? Woman Crush Wednesday. He got this chick all on his Instagram. She just stretched out. I'm like, Lord, keep them. <laughs> Lord, don't reject them. <laughs> truth. We're talking about truth. Go to, go, go to Proverbs 3 and 3. Go to Proverbs 3 and 3. Look at this real quick. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. 
Don't you allow truth to escape you. Then it says, bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your, you better bind that truth around your neck. And I'll be preaching 20 years this January. I've seen some generals that have walked away from truth. They got bewitched. Most of you guys probably remember Bishop Carlton Pearson. Phenomenal man of God, could preach the paint off the wall, eloquent, look good, can preach. Black man in Oklahoma with a multicultural church, mentored by the great late Old Roberts. But then all of a sudden, God showed him something different. All of a sudden, he's preaching this thing called universalism. Everybody's saved. The only hell we're going to experience is the hell here on earth. And God wouldn't send us to hell. And I agree with that statement. You send yourself. And I remember I did a series on it. I said, listen, the gospel is inclusive, but not everybody's included. Romans 10.9 says, if you confess with your mouth, there's conditions to your salvation. Do we need to go to the, that, that if you confess with the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be you know, God's word ain't even all that deep. It's very elementary when you really, if you really begin to read it, especially with all these different translations you can get, if you're struggling with the King James, go get you an NIV. Go get you a message Bible. Amen? But right there, I mean, so how, you got to do that in order to be saved. See, but some people will be bewitched they will walk away from truth. I've watched people at this church, former ushers, became Israelites. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you got bored. Don't you get bored in your walk with God. Amen? My favorite scripture in the whole Bible is Romans 8.31. If God be for me, who can be against me? I am not deviating from that. When I go places, that I buckle myself with that scripture. I hold my head up high everywhere I go. I am confident that God's got my back. Just like David told Goliath, you come to me with a javelin, a sword, and a spear. He said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Which that word, word hosts. Uh, in the Hebrew means the God of the universe. You got to know that, the, that, that God has got your back. I know there's an enemy that's a loose, as we would say back in the church. But at the end of the day, you got to remember God's got you. Download truth in you and you will be able to stand in the evil day. Amen? All right, we got to get away from truth. But let's go, let's, let's finish up with this. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness because the breastplate of course it protects your torso your heart your organs and etc but I like how that breastplate it, it protects your heart because you know a lot of times that's where the battle is the battle is a lot of times in the mind and the heart the Bible says from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh a lot of times we get a chance to see right where you are spiritually because your mouth gonna speak what's in your heart that's why we got to put on the breastplate, amen, to protect our heart. 
One of the scriptures I don't like in the Bible, and I've had to, you know, over the years apply it to my life is James 1.19. You got to be slow to speak and quick to hear. Because how many you know in our human nature, we, 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 it's backwards. I don't want to listen to nobody. I'm about to snap. About to go off. I don't want to hear nothing about vengeance is the Lord's. He'll repay. I'm going to do it. But what does truth say? Truth says be slow to speak. Quick to hear. Quick to listen. Amen? So let's get into this righteousness and we'll be done in about 15 minutes. Look at this. Uh, 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 righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. How many of you know we're the righteousness of God in the earth? We're his righteousness. Amen? Amen? Go to, go to, go to uh, uh, Romans uh, 5 and 17. Look at this real quick. Romans uh, 5. It says, for if by the one man's offense death reigned, it's talking about Adam, through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. See, see righteousness is a gift. That the righteousness of, or says the gift of righteousness will reign in, li in life through the one Jesus Christ. Look at that. So you got to remember that, that it's a gift that he's given us. He's given us the gift of righteousness. Amen. And then go to the next verse. Then it says, therefore, as through one man's offense, uh, 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 judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteousness, righteous act, the free gift came to all men resulting in justification of life. Anybody know because of the blood you've been justified? That we're his righteousness now in the earth. Go to 2 Timothy. We could keep going, but go to 2 Timothy. Uh, I believe it's 5 and 17. Look at this, and we'll work our way to verse 21. Look at this. Look at this real quick. And we'll, we'll come. It says, uh, 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 or go to 2nd, uh, 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 go to 2nd, uh, not that one. Go to 2nd, uh, I think it's 2nd Corinthians. Yeah, 2nd Corinthians 5 and 17. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Look at this real quick. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. How many of you know you're a new creature? Don't you allow somebody to hold you, you hostage from your past. That's your history, not your destiny. Next verse. Then it says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us. Reconciled means he's made us one with him. Then it says, through Jesus Christ, and has given us what? A ministry of reconciliation. Next verse. Then it says, that, that is that God uh, was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Next verse. Then it says, now then, we are his ambassadors for Christ. As through God, we're pleading through us. That's how he pleads to the people in this world. He pleads through us. The Holy Spirit is pleading through us. So it says, uh, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As through God, we're pleading through us. We implore you on Christ. We have be reconciled to God. Now, this is where I really want to go. Verse 21. It says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Look at that. He knew not sin. He took the hit for us. He was the ultimate sacrifice, of course. We already all know that. But now here it is. You have to put on righteousness. 
don't you feel bad? Pastor, I don't feel worthy. You're right. None of us are. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that. Go to, go to uh, Isaiah 64 and 6. Look what this says. Now, this is interesting. Look at this. Look at this. It says, but we are all like an unclean thing. Can I get a witness? And all, and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. Do I need to read anymore? <laughs> That's what your righteousness is. Oh, but thank God he had a plan through his son, Jesus. Now we can put on his righteousness. That's why the Bible says in Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other what? Things will be added to you. See, when you become his righteousness and you put on his righteousness, guess what? You have a right to some stuff. Because you're an ambassador. You're his heir. You're an extension of him in the earth. You've put on his righteousness. That puts you in right standings to bombard heaven. Why? Because the veil has been ripped from top to bottom. You don't have to go through a priest or Reggie Steele to get to the Father because you already got the Son in your heart. Now you can bombard heaven for the Bible says that his ear is not heavy, that he can't hear, nor is his arm short, that he can't save. We got to know that when the evil one is out there, you got to know, number one, you got so much truth in you. You buckled yourself in so much truth, you ain't going to even flinch. You're like, I got too much truth on the inside of me to be falling out behind these bills again. When God paid them in June. He paid them in May. He paid them in April. And uh, what's that? Uh, March. And... February, January, December. Come on, somebody. He paid them in, in 15. Why wouldn't he be Jehovah Jireh in 2016? It's his nature. Isn't that what I said Sunday? It's his character to show up. That's why I'm preaching on El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the almighty one. We need to know God's name. When you're sick, you need to know him as Jehovah Rafika. Lord, I thank you that you're, you're my physician. You better know him as Jehovah to sick anew, which means he's our righteousness. Amen? Put that righteousness on. No more. Romans 8, 1 says, there's therefore now no condemnation. Amen? I didn't say you wouldn't get convicted. We need conviction. Can I get a witness? But we don't, condemnation, that's a day of the past. Amen? So we got to put on that breastplate. We got to put on righteousness. Why? Because if you don't put on righteousness, you'll start feeling insecure. See, most people that struggle with low self-esteem, it's because they don't know who they are. People that struggle being insecure, it's because they, didn't, they don't know who they are. You're looking at somebody that, that when I made this transition into the kingdom, very insecure. A lot of low self-esteem. Because I didn't have no truth in me. Oh, but now that I got truth in me, I can talk stuff. Shoot, my daddy told me in the book of Psalm, he says he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He said in John 10, 10, he said, I come that you might have life and that I might have it more abundantly. He, he tells me in Psalm 138, verse 2, that he magnifies his word above his name. 
Please put that up. Psalm 138 and 2. So he said, I magnify my truth, my word, even above my name. Look at this. I will worship towards your holy temple. I will praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth, for you have magnified your word above all your name. You got to know he's magnified his word. He's magnified truth. So it's time for you to magnify truth and stop magnifying the problem. How many in this building believe he's a problem solver? He's been solving problems for a long time. And last time I checked, he undefeated. Look at the problem he solved with Daniel. Look at the problem he solved with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Look at the problem he solved with David. Come on, people were telling David, David, get your head out the clouds. David's like, wait a minute, I didn't kill some bears or lions. I didn't have some private victims. I'm about to publicly take this cat out and I'm going to feed his head to the birds. Calling things that be not as though they were. It was David that said, I've been young. In Psalm 37, I believe verse 25, he said, I've been young and now I'm old, but it never seemed the righteous forsaken. God's not going to forsake his children. Would you forsake yours? Come on, somebody. A parent in a right mind is not going to abandon a child. God is not going to abandon you. Walk in that truth. Put on righteousness. Amen? There it is right there. I've been younger now, Mo, yet I'm not seeing the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging. You ain't going to have to beg for nothing. As long as you keep putting on truth and you keep put, buckling yourself up in truth and you keep putting on that breastplate of righteousness. Matter of fact, let's keep reading. There's some, there's some really good stuff after this. Look at this. Look at this. He, 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 he is ever merciful. Can I get a witness up in here? Somebody just scream, ever. 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 Merciful. Gives you what you don't even deserve. And he lends. Can I get a witness up in here? Because you really don't own nothing. When the last time you saw a, 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 a U-Haul truck following the hearse? <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> His descendants are blessed. Anybody in this building know you blessed? Highly favored, breathing, got the activities of your limbs, about to go eat at the church. Next verse, depart from evil. How do we do that? We put on truth. We put on righteousness. We seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things be added to us. Depart from me, do good, and dwell forevermore. I think I got one more scripture and I'm done. No, that's it. No, go to Romans 12. And go to Romans 12 and 1. Because you, 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 you have to do this. Remember we talked about study to show thyself approved unto God, work but not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. But this is how we even get momentum and leverage on the enemy. 
This scripture right here will cause you to have leverage and an advantage on the evil one. Look at this. I beseech you. He's saying, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Because how you know that's not easy? I'm not going to sit up here in front and say, oh, that's, that's, the, that's a piece of cake. No, 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 no. Because if this flesh has been living a certain way, it don't just overnight get it to where you want it. Because your spirit say, but your flesh is progressively trying to get in alignment. Can I get a witness? Or maybe somebody had one of them encounters where you just cold turkey, just dropped everything. That's not most of our testimony. Amen? So look at this. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now look at this. Uh, this is where I want to go, verse 2, and we're done. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look at your neighbor and say, renew that mind. You got to renew that mind. That is the key to your spiritual success. When I stopped doing, stopped doing all that shouting and started reading the Bible. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to run, throw back Sunday. I'm, I'm going to take a lap. I'm going to be in my robe. I'm going to wear a robe, y'all. I'm going to have my collar on. But see, I remember growing up in church, when that would happen, they would say, all right, God, I ain't even going to my scripture. God, move. Y'all go home. God said what he needed to say. At this church, when the spirit of God didn't move and we didn't ran the aisle, I said, all right, sit down. I got to get this word in, y'all. Some of y'all been in them service. They like, pastor, still going to hold? You better believe I'm going to hold you. We ain't going to be one of them church. Girl, he preached. What he preached? I don't know, girl, but he preached. He preached today. You see what he had on? You see what first lady had on? Nah, we're not that church, baby. You got, you got us twisted. <laughs> Renew your mind. You want leverage on the enemy. You want an advantage on the evil one. Let's renew our mind. I can't wait to talk about the helmet of salvation in a couple of weeks. If we don't put that on, we jacked. But today, our focus was put, buckling up with truth, putting that belt of truth on, putting on that breastplate of righteousness. Amen. Go ahead and bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the word today. Seal it in our hearts. Maybe there's somebody in this Wednesday night service, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 